Hello and welcome. I'm Regina, your host and mindset coach. This is the Moms Who Achieve podcast, where we discuss motherhood, mindset, money, and everything in between to equip first-generation changemakers with the tools they need to create the lives they want and deserve by managing their minds and taking massive action. I am super ecstatic that you're here, and I'm hopeful that with an open mind, you'll leave with exactly what you came for. Let's go. Today, we're going to talk about my new daily mantra, create before you consume. I had Googled this quote because I couldn't remember where I got it from, but I know it wasn't my saying. I know I didn't create it. And I came across my girl, Marie Forleo. I have been reading and rereading her book, Everything is Figureoutable for a while now, which has actually become my mantra as well. She discussed this quote create before you consume in her book at length. And I just love it. Today, I'm going to talk about what that means to me. um, And then some realizations that I had actually when I thought I knew what it meant, but I was able to dig a little deeper. When I first read this amazing quote, I felt it meant, hey, before you scroll on social media, create your own post or do something productive, right? So before I grab my phone in the morning to hop on social media, maybe make my bed, shower, get myself together, maybe say a prayer or two, ensure my home is in order, like all the things that we know we need to get done, some of which we don't feel like it. You know, journaling, do some meditation, reflect, whatever my personal goals are to do those before I hop on social media. I thought this because when you think of consumption and the idea that before you consume, you should be creating something, you think of social media, or at least I do. I think you'd agree that as a mom, social media is a blessing and a curse at the same time. You love it, but hate it. You hate that you're always on it, or you feel that you should be on it less, but then like you pick up your phone, it's the first fucking place you go to, and you just can't stay away from it because your friends are on there and you got kids around and they're fucking driving you nuts and maybe it's just me, (laughs) but social media can be consuming, right? Maybe you're even struggling with some type of addiction with it. Like I feel like I do sometimes. So before you know it, you're scrolling. You can't even remember doing it. You don't remember how you got to the app. I know for me, I would grab my phone and as soon as I open it, I would just literally tap my Facebook app or the Instagram app, you know, the icon when that wasn't even what I had opened my phone up for in the first place. So out of habit, my mind assumed that that was where I wanted to go. So yes, this quote, I think very much means this, you know, it means before you hop on and scroll and see what everybody else is doing, which sometimes takes you down a rabbit hole of what you think you should be doing. And now you're self-absorbed and pissed or just creating envious energy, all the things that can come from social media, if not used in a healthy way, of course, create something. So yes, it very much means. So yeah, I believe that the idea is that, hey, social media can be addictive. It will take over your life by consuming your time, which you would never be able to get back. So be sure that you're creating before you do that. And to me, creating means to do something for your internal self, not out of habit or convenience, but something that is connected to the why, like your reason for being here, what energizes you, where you want to be, who you want to help. Where do you want to go? You know, the goals that we have set for ourselves. But as I continue to say this in my mind and watch what I was doing to ensure that I'm living up to this new mantra, I discover something different. I learned that create before you consume is far deeper than I initially thought. So when I was practicing this mantra, I would ensure that social media wasn't my go-to when I started my day. I would put it off until later when it felt like I had held back enough that I almost deserved to consume, I guess. 
But what I didn't realize was that we, you and I, consume in so many different ways. As I began to really examine what I was doing instead of social media, I was really doing more of the same, but I didn't realize it was the same. Instead of scrolling on social media, I would be reading a book or listening to a podcast, watching a YouTube video, all of which were about personal growth because that's my thing. And because it was about personal growth, helping me to be a better woman, wife, mother, mother, creative, then it was okay and was different. But it wasn't mine. So in essence, I'm doing the same thing. I'm consuming someone else's content. I'm not creating. My mind was really blown away, y'all, because it took me down a rabbit hole of weight. So how often do I consume before I create? And the truth is very often, most often, really, if not always, I thrive on learning from other people. So this is something I'm always doing in one way or another. I didn't connect it, though, as consuming because it wasn't mindless in my mind. But you know, when I wake up in the morning during the week and I do my personal studies, you know, I would get my coffee or my tea going. And within five minutes, I have Bob Proctor in my ear or Mel Robbins or Abraham Hicks or any of these other legends that are doing wonderful, beautiful things in this world. But I was still consuming before I was creating. But the power in that quote is that I need to be creating for myself by myself before I consume. If I'm reading Marie Forleo's book first thing in the morning or I'm listening and studying into a seminar by Bob Proctor, I am consuming. I am instilling information from someone else into my mind before I create something from inside my mind from within. And it can be tricky because there are so many people that have helped me change my life. Marie Forleo, Bob Proctor, Mel Robbins, Abraham Hicks, uh, Jim, Jim Rohn, Joe Dispenza, Tanisha Watkins Henderson. I could literally create a podcast of each of them, and maybe I will, but still, it's all consumption. If I'm always listening to or reading the words or advice for someone else, I am not connecting with my inner spirit that already has the answer for me, that knows me best. Its sole purpose is to expand, connect me with source and carry out my deepest desire to better this world in my own way, not a way that anyone else can tell me about. No one can connect to my inner spirit better than I can. But my creation has got to be watered down in some sort of way or at the very least is less of me. If I'm constantly referring to what all of these other people are saying, what they're telling me greatness is, what they're telling me achievement is. At the very least, it will be difficult to make this information my own because instead of internally processing it and diving deeper, connecting with it in my own subconscious mind, and then using that connection to create, to bring something forth into this world from within, I am constantly consuming new information without stopping to fully understand and do what is most important. Understand and believe it so much that it's now part of my subconscious mind and I carry it out in my own way, which will help me guide my own footsteps. So there's nothing new in this world, but I can always put my own spin on it. And the only way though I can do that, that will actually mean something and inspire people and help other people is to get fully and deeply connected with it. Now that we understand what create before consume really means, we could talk about why it's so important. I want you to pause this and think of one person you look up to and would love to be friends with. You love what they're doing. You would love to be doing something similar maybe as your authentic self, obviously. But go ahead and pause this because you need an actual person in mind. Now that you have that person in mind, 
think about what makes you different from them in any kind of way or what makes them different from you, however you want to ask the question. So what makes them different from you in any kind of way? I'm going to tell you that I don't care who you are thinking about. The answer is, besides maybe obviously their social status, the external factors, right? They don't look like you. Maybe their financial situation is different. Their circumstances are different. Their friend circle is different. Their opportunities could be different. But there is no difference between you and them on a cellular basic level, like none. We're all the same. And I believe that with time, consistent self-discipline and a true belief in your goal, you can create and do whatever you want. But you never will if you're not creating before you consume. If you're not connecting to your inner spirit before you connect to what's around you. So it's important for us to understand the reason why we need to create before we consume. Whatever is inside of me, whatever power I have, whatever gifts that was given me from birth to make a difference in this world, I can only bring forth if I'm connecting within to source. If I'm going deeper within in my mind, if I'm getting my thoughts out, if I'm learning to listen to my own intuition, if I'm strengthening my own higher faculties, and if I'm spending my time consuming, then that leaves no time to create. So it's important for us to understand the why. There are some ways that we can do this, that we can, some simple ways that we can connect with ourselves, that we can create before we consume, that we can just kind of get to know us better so that what we bring out into the world will be from us. When you wake in the morning, what's your ritual? Do you grab your phone and check social media, text messages, emails, the weather. Maybe you have an app with an inspirational quote. All of these are consuming. So instead of picking up your phone, maybe just close your eyes for a few seconds, a few minutes if you can, and connect with source. List reasons in your mind that you are grateful. Set an intention for your morning, for your evening, for your entire day. Send love to someone, maybe even someone that you can't stand right now. Take some very intentional deep breaths. Setting the stone for the rest of your day by connecting to source, connecting to your inner power, I believe can be the transformation of you leaving your home and actually seeing things differently than if you start your day off as consuming and not connecting and not building that very strong platform of the day, you may miss. Maybe you do some quiet stretching right there in your bed or maybe get on the floor. Instead of using your phone on the toilet, scrolling, You quiet your mind and listen to what it has to say to you because we don't need to be at the foot of an altar, have seven candles lit and all of our stones, you know, beautifully laid out to meditate and connect with source. Those tools are great, but the only necessity that we need is ourselves being mindful and being intentional. Maybe it's being present when your partner wakes or your children get up. Instead of, hey, good rising or good morning or however you greet each other while you're cooking, reading, working, whatever, barely looking up at them, you stop what you're doing because, you know, you could typically can hear and feel when your family is all moving around and you connect with them. Because what I'm sure you like to create is a loving, nurturing home where people connect, grow, love each other. And it starts with your greeting. It starts with how we interact with each other in those smaller situations. Are you distracted? Or are you present? You know, just constantly checking in and and questioning and observing that. Maybe it's filling up an entire page of your thoughts each day before opening up a website 
an app, a book, your phone, whatever, turning on the TV. It's writing out your thoughts, creating your podcast episodes with your own words, recording your morning routine for your YouTube channel, whatever. Create before you consume. I know I love to do brain dumps. Wake up first thing in the morning and just start writing. Not even really thinking about what you're writing, just getting all of that out there. You do that for some time and you go back and reread, you'd be surprised what you found. Being intentional with your time. Using your screen time app on your phone to ensure you're consuming within limits and actually being done with your phone when you reach your limit. That's the great and maybe worst thing about adulthood is that nobody is going to enforce you to do anything. You want to continue scrolling when your limit is reached. Nobody cares. But that's where consistent self-discipline comes in at. I think the idea is to know your goals. For example, I want to have eight episodes of this podcast recorded and edited this month. Well, if I know I have two hours in the morning before my baby's wake, I should probably be meeting the goal I set for myself each day versus scrolling on social media or have a certain plan where I have X amount of time working on my podcast and then the rest is up for free game. There is no right or wrong way to do this. Hell, you can consume all day long if you want to, but if you don't want to, the distraction is too strong for us to just rely on our own will to do it we have to make a plan and be intentional about that plan at night when my husband gets home he's usually working late I'm exhausted from momming all day and all the things and I just want peace quiet nobody talking to me sometimes I either have a book or I'm catching up on social media notifications but I want us to also have a very solid relationship so I try my best to put my phone up and connect with him sometimes it's for the night sometimes it's just 10 minutes like it doesn't have to be this gigantic anti-electronic anti-anything but the people in my house type of plan what are the small changes that you can make to ensure you're creating the life you want and not consuming the life you think you need and y'all it hits different when you're creating the life you want living it minute by minute and then if you're consuming because we all do scrolling or whatnot you don't get that I need to be doing this and doing that feeling because you're actually doing what you want to do you're being intentional and creating the life that you want so this week how about think about one thing you want to do less of or think of something you're going to do instead of I think that Many of us have a bad habit of consuming as soon as we wake up. So I suggest that that's you. When you wake up, what are you going to do instead of grabbing your phone? Even if it's for two minutes, think of something simple, something that you could benefit from. Maybe it's just sitting in silence, thinking, being grateful, you know, whatever it is. You want to get into a habit of creating from within in a way that feels good to you. That's going to be different for all of us. But what's most important is to disconnect or I would say to create and connect to self before you connect to the external world that we all do have, even if it's a few minutes, that time where it's just you and your higher self connecting, because once your day gets started, now we are connected to the external world. And for me, like the more I get into this, which is totally still a practice for me, it makes it clearer and clearer that like I have the answers that I need. My higher self knows what decision I should make, all of these things. So when we create, quote unquote, which doesn't have to be painting a picture, doesn't have to be uh, writing a book like create can be used in so many different ways. But when we do that, we're actually doing that and we're, we're doing that like disconnectedly, like only you doing it and not 
having some type of external factor in it, then that's literally your higher self creating. And I truly believe the more we connect with our higher self, the more we get in alignment with what it is we should be doing, what it is um, we maybe have been seeking. I mean, all kinds of things come to us when we connect to who we are, you know, the God within us. And once you make this a practice, you'll totally like start to see what I'm saying. Um, and things will just show up for you like in everyday, in, in everyday life. And you'll find that external things don't really bother you as much because you've got a deeper understanding, you know. So definitely try this out. Let me know what you think. Hit me up on social media, Instagram and Facebook, Moms Who Achieve. I'm on YouTube as well. I want to hear what you think about it. I would love to get some feedback um, if, if you tried this, if you're doing it already and what it's doing for you. And if it's a new practice, the difficulties that you're having, because it's definitely a learning curve. Okay, and now to our mom shout out. I am going to talk about my girl Jay White today. I met Jay at my girl Cece's uh, energy beads that w- there was a beading event where we all came together, different women that bought these tickets and made waist beads. It was such a beautiful event. So Cece, if you are listening, get your ass on it. I need another one. It was so fun, y'all. Like the energy just couldn't be beat, man. It was so many beautiful women. She had so many uh, women who spoke about their journey or what they're doing in business. Just such motivation, even just being in the space. So Jay was there. She had a table set up and that's how I met her. She provides doula services. And I just started a conversation with her about my daughter, who was 11 at the time like following her maybe seeing what dueling is about that and she was like girl she she did not even take a beat like yes 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 so we connected and we met up for coffee um, and tea with Cameron and he hit it off immediately so I had um signed some services where I guess you would you wouldn't really call an apprenticeship because she wasn't really training Cameron to actually be a doula like she didn't certify her or anything but she was able to participate and go along this woman's journey of her pregnancy she went to with her to the visits and saw what all they did um and the funny story so mom got full term And I remember she went into labor. So Cameron was so excited and we got Cameron there in time or so we thought Um, they had spent. I think she was a first time mom as well. So you already know how that go. They had spent like a long like I want to say was close to or maybe even more than 24 hours with this actively in labor mom. So Cameron decided, you know, they were so exhausted. I think Jay had to go do some stuff and uh, they called it like, hey, let's just go and meet up later or whatever. Take a shower. Cameron was so exhausted. When I tell y'all that I think I so I was at work and then I came home went to sleep and I woke up to a text and it had been like an hour since Jay texted me it was like hey she um is about to have the baby or something and maybe it was an hour or two y'all I was so excited jumped up told Cameron she's getting dressed or whatever and it was it had not even been that long and I text Jay like we about to be on our way she was like she already didn't have the baby like that baby came 
fast. Like when she started, I think she maybe only pushed like once or twice. So Cameron was devastated. She was crying. I felt so bad for her. Um, but she was able to later go out there with Jay and see baby, see mom. And so she got to witness and experience, you know, all of what a holistic doula does besides the birthing part, which I'm sure she will get that chance again with Jay. Um, so yeah, she is such a beautiful spirit. Um, I know her personally, she, and during this time, she came to our house, like, and really spent time with Cameron, really had those deep in-depth conversations. And the services that she provides her moms are just unmatched. I um, never had a doula, wasn't able to do so. But when I was thinking about it at one time, I was interviewing a few doulas and kind of seeing what they provided. And I'd never come across someone like her that really does holistic care. I'm talking teaching you everything from meditations to nutrition to teas to uh, movements to spiritual work. And then when you have the baby, she's over there cooking and cleaning and caring for babies so that mom and partner can have their time alone or if you just need a sleep need a shower like full holistic care so I had to preface all that because I've had a personal experience with her with my daughter um and if I trust you with my children it's definitely got to be a connection there and she's just an amazing spirit and I want to say like I'm getting more comfortable with these shout outs. Like when I first did it first episode, I didn't really know what all the talk about. Like I didn't really speak that much about my mom. I wasn't really sure what to do. And as you can see, as the episodes grow and I get more comfortable, I speak more. I kind of um, am able to talk more about what I really want to talk about in these shout outs. So this is episode six, no dig or anything with the previous five moms. I, if I have you on here, I truly appreciate what you've done or I admire what you do or I'm rooting for you, like there's definitely a connection there. I just noticed that um, in previous episodes, I wasn't as sure of what I wanted to talk about. And so as these episodes grow, you know, as I do them more often, obviously that's what happens. You grow, um, you begin to change, things evolve. So that just comes with it. All right, now that I've said all of that, I want to give her official shout out. So Jay is a full-time mom. Her daughter, Carly, is five navigating life after divorce she's a full spectrum doula that supports women through any stage of reproduction and also at this time she's accepting new clients for postpartum support and she's hosting a placenta care and encapsulation workshop in march and also to follow her anyways if you're even thinking about having a doula at some point or so some kind of reproductive support she also mentors people and she trains like she's training people out here to do this work in a very holistic way so to get in contact with her her email is info at passionatesbirthing.com you can find her on instagram as well at j the hippie doula underscore and then facebook at passionate birthing when i asked her what achievement meant to her this is what she had to say achievement means i haven't given up no matter how tough the obstacles are the fact that i choose to keep trying is an achievement to me because my main goal to achieve every day is to keep going and I totally agree because when we think about achievement or we think about when we create goals and what that means, when many of us don't actually create big goals or are afraid to try different things because we have this thought and concept about failure. But if you remember this, that 
there really is no such thing as failing. Like you are going to either decide to continue moving forward on whatever goal you have or make the decision to switch gears for whatever reason. Remember how I said before, evolving. So failure is really not a thing. You either are going to win or you're going to learn a lesson. That wraps up this week. I hope you found value. Please share with a mom, friend, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps this podcast to get into the minds of those who need it most. I would love to hear what you think about the episode. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Who Achieve. Looking forward to chatting with you next week. Take care.